mustard seed, no hands or feet, and my face is green. I'm just a little mustard seed, the tiniest seed you've ever seen. I'm so little, you could sneeze, and I would be gone at you. Why, I'm so little, and I don't even have any clothes on. Well, hello, Candy. Well, hello, Jamie. What was that all about? Uh, that was a mustard seed song. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a little gem. Um, so we're going to talk about the mustard seed today. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so we're going to talk about um, some stories from uh, Jesus, and they called them parables. We're actually talking about them at church at the moment, aren't we? Oh, we finished no, them. No, we finished them, yeah. We finished them. Yeah, we're talking about relationships Rel- at church we now. We are. Well, we're a bit behind the church and <laughs> <laughs> we're still stuck With on... With our relationship. We are. We're, st- <laughs> we're stuck on the parables. Still yeah. trying to get those sorted. So um, anyway, so, uh, these are the devotions that I wrote this week and it started with Monday the 11th of the 10th, 2021, which is 11102021. And I wrote... It has cooled down considerably overnight. Definitely not what it is now. Uh, it's been hot today, like nearly 40 degrees. Anyway, Jesus, um, I'm reading from Matthew, the book. I'm still in Matthew, and Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem. And I remember that map from last week, how far he'd walked. And uh, so Yes, he, that was a good visual, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yes. That uh, Not good for radio, but... Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem and has radio. gone to the temple. Radio. What do we call these things? We can call it radio. What's yours? Yeah, radio. Radio with Jamie and Candy. <laughs> um, I was taken back last night. We watched 50 years of Hey, hey, hey it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. How cool was that? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> we laughed a lot. We did. So Jesus has gone to the temple and people have set up market stalls and they're selling items to sacrifice and making money from the sales it's a bit like the market like going to the local market on sunday so uh entering upon entering jerusalem jesus went directly into the temple area and drove away all the merchants who were buying and selling their goods he drove them away he drove them away <laughs> okay everyone in the pickup yes. off we go we're gonna uh, drive you away i think he had a triumph they're always talking about triumphs in the bible yeah well that's what Jesus would have written. Yeah. <laughs> Sidecar. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the stands of those selling doves. And he said to them, My dwelling place will be known as a house of prayer, but you have made it into a hangout for thieves. Then the blind and the crippled came into the temple courts, and Jesus healed them all. And the children circled around him, shouting out blessings and praises to the son of David. I wonder how old the kids are singing that out. They're like, what, 10 or something? or. Um, I think there were probably three seven-year-olds, yeah. six five-year-olds, yeah. two three-year-olds. Yeah. One kid would be nearly nine because he just had his eighth birthday. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, and a handful of other ones. Yeah, okay. Well, so that they're singing out those words, blessings and praisings to the son of David. So, uh, I wrote, Jesus gets angry and he sets things straight. Because they were saying that. No, 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 no. Because the, because of the the money changes, you know, and the, because they'd turned his 
He's the, he turned the church into a market. But when the chief priests and the religious scholars heard the children shouting and saw all the wonderful miracles of healing, so Jesus is healing all the people. This is probably in the temple court area, I reckon. You know, the, where all the people are caught, courting. Hmm. And... Oh, attempted humour. Yes. Well done, Jamie. Yeah, it didn't come out too well that, that time, but... Uh, <laughs> so the... the um, the religious leaders are offended. That's a guitar, a fender. It is a fender. I'll learn about that. I watched a YouTube clip about the guy who made that. Yeah, cool. The children are calling Jesus God. The leaders are deeply offended. They can't see God standing right in front of them. They are blinded by the illusion of what they think God will be like from their rules. And I wrote, is this what human religion looks like? Nasty. So, um, anyway, Jesus goes to Bethany for the night, and on his way to the temple the next morning, he curses a fig tree. He is hungry, and the tree has no fruit. The disciples are astonished as they see the tree wither. I'm wondering how big the tree was. There's one. They saw the tree with who? With her? Who's she? You said the disciples oh, were they astonished the because they saw the tree with her. With her. With her. I don't know who she was. With her. Oh, it's with her. Like, with you know when something withers up? Not with her. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the funny stuff now. I'm better So at the, it. the tree's with her. With, with, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it now. <laughs> the tree withered. I'm sure that's the point of the story. It's not because I wrote how. Oh. Well, it is actually, but I wrote. I'm wondering how the how big the tree was because at Gambora there's that big fig tree. You know, we get out the car every day and we walk. How big is it? Show me again. Oh, that big. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for showing me. I was just take my glasses off so I can see your arms stretched out over your head so well. There must be a thousand figs on the ground. Yeah, that tree so. is not with her. It's full of figs. Anyway. <laughs> The point of the story, which we're, we're going to get to, Jesus tells his disciples he did it by faith. He did it with her, but with faith. He withered the tree with faith. You can stop saying that now. Continue, move on. No, don't you. I can see your lips. You're going to say it again. Stop. What did no. Oh, okay, continue. What did Jesus say to the tree? I don't know. Okay, I, Matthew doesn't rec recount that too well, but my, I think it's in one of the other Gospels. Okay, would you like me to look that up? Um, if you really can be bothered, yeah. Is it going to interrupt your game of Jewel Blast? I'm not playing Jewel Blast. Okay. Goodness gracious me. Jesus said, from our little song at the start there, if you believe you can move mountains into the sea. If you believe you can move mountains into the sea. <laughs> That was his full sentence. Punctuation. <laughs> anyway, Jesus tells his disciples he did this by faith. If you believe you can move mountains into the sea, that's not the start of the question. That's not the start of the sentence. That's the whole sentence. Full stop. The Passion translates mountains to be kingdoms and the sea to be nations. And I was just remembering Martin Smith and he says, when we sing songs of faith together, we can change nations. And uh, he sings that song, History Makers. That was the song 
I was going to use today. Oh, that's a little bit more sensible than I'm a mustard seed and, and I don't got... even have clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I wrote, play Jamie, the song, History Jamie. Makers. I knew it was there, but I couldn't find oh, it. okay. Then I wrote, what am I praying for? Where are my mountain prayers? So I, I recorded this prayer. I pray to you, Jesus, that you would save and raise up Indigenous Australian people to preach your gospel of good news to each other and become a witness of saving grace to this nation, Australia. And I wrote, there we go. That's excellent. That's a mountain prayer. So you want that thrown into the sea? Oh, I want it to become a mustard seed and get big. Oh, okay. Everything you pray for, with the fullness of faith, you will receive, Jesus said. Okay. Tuesday, 12102021. Lots of twos and ones and zeros in there. Kenny, I can hear... covers it. It does. I can hear frogs. It's the air conditioner. I was... In the morning I got up and I heard frogs. That was Tuesday morning. We've been having green frogs in our house. We have. Well, not in our house, out the back. Mm. Saving their lives, we have. So the leading priests and the Jewish leaders, the Jewish elders, they approach Jesus as he's teaching in the temple. And they want to know who gave him the authority to do what he does. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him say it. That's what Jesus said to the fig tree according to the Gospel of Luke 13, verses 6 to 9. Wow. So the tree just packed up its briefcase <laughs> and left. Cause it, just, just, they want to know who gave him the authority to do what he does. And he responds with a question to them. Where did John's authority to baptise come from? From heaven or from people? Now, they got in a pickle there because there's lots of people around. If, if they had said, you know, it was, uh, John's authority came from people, then the people would have wanted to turn against the religious leaders. So they walked off because they didn't have an answer. So Jesus didn't have to answer them. So where does the authority for what we do come from? There's a question to you, Candy. Thanks. Is it from the study we have done? Is it a calling from God? That's heaven. Is it both? Is this a valid question? Why do we do the things we do? I believe it all comes from the desire of the heart. So who is in charge of our desires, our hearts? And then I wrote more. I liked your thinking look then. I remember God remembering the other day I was reading Ezekiel and God mm-hmm. said to him, I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart so they will o- obey my decrees and regulations. So he's speaking, Jesus, um, Ezekiel is speaking this as God's heart towards all people when Jesus is coming. And he's also speaking this to the religious leaders who it seems like Jesus hates, but he doesn't hate the people. He loves them, but he just doesn't like what they're doing because they're leading people astray. Where do life-giving desires come from and where do the desires that imprison us come from? In John 10, 9 to 10, it says, I am the gateway, Jesus said, to enter through me is to experience life 
freedom and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. I think Jesus was talking about the Pharisees when he said that. Yeah, I think we've been taught many times in church where it says the thief comes to still kill and destroy. It's talking about the devil, but it's not. Because if you read um, the actual verses in context, it's talking about, it's actually the Jewish leaders of the time. Yeah, mm. it is talking about, so they would have been terribly affronted and, you no, know, yeah, and, Offended, yeah? Yeah. So the enemy in the story is the Jewish leaders. Jesus tells two parables or stories to his critics, these people. These stories expose the position of their hearts, which are corrupted by the sin of pride and arrogance. When they realise the stories are exposing their identity, they become furious with offence and want to arrest and kill Jesus. This makes me think of my authority. In the beginning, God gave Adam authority to rule over and care for the world. Adam and Eve gave their authority away to their enemy and when they were tempted and chose their own way. So Jesus came to restore our relationship with his kingdom family, take back what Satan stole and give us the authority that was always intended for us. So I get to use this authority by aligning myself with Jesus and asking him, how, asking him to answer the desires he has put in my new heart. Am I asking and believing for great things? Eagle prayers, not just chicken prayers? God is wanting me to pray for things that are bigger than I can imagine. So that was that big prayer, that mustard seed, that big prayer. Yeah. And Rochelle from Western Australia sent a message in the morning. And that was really nice of Rochelle and that clarified this. And she had that scripture, Isaiah 40, 41, the one your dad likes. Wednesday, 13102021. I'm tired. Wake up, Jamie. It's footy tonight. AFL 9's in a school team called the Brush Hens. Or Scrub Hens. Brush Hens? Scrub Hens, isn't it? I don't know. Jarrigan Scrub Hens. Anyway, it's not an illustrious name. But we did play footy, and it was lots of fun. Was I a 40? Um, yeah, and did you get any goals? I got a couple of goals, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's great well fun. Done. Oh, I loved it. It was great fun. Ooh, and uh, <laughs> I need an infusion of joy. <laughs> I need to sing praise. There we go. So it just comes naturally. Not really. Jesus tells me many stories about his kingdom and reveals who he is to his disciples and the crowds that follow him. He tells a story about two sons. The elder son says he won't work for the father, but then changes his mind and does. This is what you're talking about today. Oh, but I thought you won't work for the father, and then changes his mind and does. Mm. This is not the prodigal son. This no, is no. Else. This is a story about two sons. So, mm. the older son. to the prodigal son. Yeah, which is, which is, is a story, the story about, about two, two sons. sons. <laughs> okay, sounds like repeating ourselves. The younger son says he will work for the father, but he doesn't. Oh, yeah. Um, Laura was talking about it this morning, about relationships. So how can you trust that? How can you trust that younger son? Young people. 
Can't trust them. Yeah, old people you can't either. <laughs> I forget. Uh, Sorry, what were you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the two obeyed his father, they replied. The, fir- the first. Then Jesus ex- explained his meaning. I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. He's talking to the church leaders. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. So Jesus has given it to them straight away, straight up. He's uh, upsetting them greatly. He tells another story or a parable of a landowner. I thought that said lawnmower. <laughs> we told it. We, didn't we do this last week? The landowner? That was the Land Rover, we said. Who leaves yeah. farmers in charge of his farm. He sends messages to bring him fruit from the farm, but the farmers beat, beat him up. Finally, he sends his son to the farm, but they kill him. Jesus then exposes the Jewish leaders and their behavior as these evil farmers. Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read the scripture that says, The very stone the builder rejected as flawed has now become the most important cornerstone this was the lord's plan it is marvelous to behold and uh, the religious leaders uh, knew what that meant and they're very upset because he's exposing them and their hearts so jesus is the way he is the truth and the life and he is the one we will all meet at some time in our life or at the end of it how will we respond to him? He is the grand subject of all. The true God, the grand creator, has made it this way. I wrote. Mm. Thursday, 14102021. And cloudy outside for a change and very dry. Really dry. Mm. It's a dry time. It's Candy's last day at Lives Live Well. <laughs> he said, like, Harold, 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 son, Harold, yeah. get your Harold here. Get your Harold. Read all about it. Yeah. How did it go? Um, Good. Mm. Good. They had a nice lunch for me. They did look after you, didn't they, there? Yeah, yeah. Good company. I mm. would hardly recommend anyone to go there and anyone to work there. Mm. Yeah. It's good. I played AFL9s last night and I really enjoyed it. There you go. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading the Herald again. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah. My dad worked for the Herald, the Herald Sun. Herald. In Melbourne. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. You used to play around sign. the sign, didn't you? Yes, Herald Sun. That sign on top of the building, which cool. now has a building on top of that. But it's not the Herald Sun anymore. It's now it's just the Sun. Now it's something else. Anyway, um, I'm feeling tired from the first week of teaching. Well, that that's normal. And I just played footy last night. And Sinead rang to tell us she bought a new ca- cat, I wrote. <laughs> it was a car. She bought a new car. Righto, back to devotions. I just read Matthew 22. It is hard to capture all that Jesus did in words. I'm, th- I'm thankful that Matthew recorded what he did, but I imagine there was so much more he could have written. He would have had to make the great dramatic life of Jesus smaller than it was, or his account could have been many volumes of books. The impression I get from this chapter, chapter 22, is that Jesus leaves his listeners awestruck. They become speechless after he answers their questions. It's like they are asking the wrong questions. Mm -hmm. They must feel belittled from his responses. These people are considered to be the wisest men that are leading the nation. 
They are asking questions from what they know and their ancestors' ways. All they know and have experienced is from the kingdom of this world. Jesus is speaking directly to the positions of their hearts and he's steering them towards the image they bear from being created by God. He is leading them up to his kingdom ways and they're astonished. He loves the people but the leaders are deluded. They are blind to the truth standing right there in front of them. Yeah. What if I could see Jesus continually in front of me? What if I could see him in front of me? What What if I could see Jesus continually in front of me? Like I said, the leaders, you know, that Jesus was right in front of them, but they couldn't see him for who he really was. What would happen? Let me It'd see make it I... difficult to drive, wouldn't it? Look <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. If I could look past the kingdom of selfishness into the face of Jesus, what am I seeing? Surely loving kindness and grace. And that goes with our book. Nearly finished, aren't we? Yes. I would realise that I don't have to make it on my own, that he is transforming me into the image of himself. My thoughts would be, what character of himself is he showing me? What character qualities is he wanting me to follow? Yeah. What am I missing that he wants to give me? So if I believe that Jesus knows the best way, that he's the truth and that he gives life that is satisfying and eternal, shouldn't I be fixated on discovering what it is he has planned? I believe my life is an adventure to discover who I am, who the one true God is. All people are on this magical mystery tour that we call life. Many people are yet to discover you, God, their grand creator, but you have amazing plans ahead. That's, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Friday, one five one zero two zero two one. Happy anniversary, Candy. Don't you want my, my It's the 15th. That's our anniversary day every month. The berries are ripe and the bats are in the tree. They are. They're so funny because they sound like Larry's squeaky toy. Yeah. And we sleep with the door open, so we are hearing them loud and clear. <laughs> so funny. Hmm. The crowds consider Jesus to be a prophet. So the religious leaders are having a difficult time arresting him. Jesus' stories continue about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom the Jewish leaders are operating in. This story got me thinking. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. Oh, you've been talking about this one a lot. Oh, I'm trying to work it out. This story is not easy for me to understand just yet, but I'll attempt to work it out by myself, move my hands and see what the Spirit is showing me. <laughs> What I get is the Heavenly Father has set a date for his son to marry his chosen people. Jesus has come to provide everything for his bride, but she is not getting ready. She knows about the wedding, but she's dating another guy. What? That's ridiculous. (laughs) I told you, I'm still trying to understand the story. It's like the religious leaders, they're not following Jesus. They're not getting beautiful for him. Anyway, this guy's leading her away from her true bride. So God sends prophets as messengers over the generations to tell her what she is doing, but she doesn't believe them and kills them. Jesus tells the nation's leaders, On the day the festivities were set to begin, he sent his servants to summon all the invited guests, but they chose not to come. So that's them. He's talking to them. Yeah. The king sends more messages, but the 
Guests he had invited ignored them and they went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king is furious. Then the king said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, yet those who had been invited to attend didn't deserve the honour. So now the king invites anyone and everyone to the wedding feast. Jesus ends the story with people turning up to the wedding, but they're not dressed in the wedding gown that's been provided for them by the king. And he sends So these... the king actually provided clothes for people to wear to his son's wedding. Mm. What would those clothes be? Like, obviously, it, it's like a spiritual thing. I, I wrote some things down. Oh, go ahead. All right, here they Enlighten go. Enlighten me. For every, uh, and it, um, for everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. That's Matthew 22. Mm. So what is it to respond in excellence? What is the wedding gown symbolizing? I wrote those things that you asked me. So I cool. thought the way we dress makes us feel different. When we go to a wedding, we dress well to honor the friends who invite us. We wear our best and add value to the occasion. So dressing can make us feel honorable. It can make us feel powerful, lazy, or ready for work. So Jesus is bringing his kingdom family, it's like family to earth. when we put earth. our motorbike gear on, we feel strong mm. and ready to ride our motorbikes. It is. Mm. Protected. What about when you used to be a butcher? I put all my chain mail on, yeah. Mm. Stab me- I couldn't stab myself so easily. Mm. No. But you felt Protected, ready. Protected, yeah. And you were going in and doing the work, dressed for that. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. hear the bats. Yeah, and, and that's so much so that if I didn't wear it, mm-hmm. I, did, I felt... Um, vulnerable? Yeah, vulnerable, because I could cut myself much more mm. easily. And uh, wear boots, so if you drop your knife in your toes, that the uh, blood doesn't ooze out into your shoes. Ew. Yeah, so we were. I wrote that... So Jesus is bringing his kingdom family to earth. He is the groom looking for his beautiful bride. I'm thinking about the lengths brides go to to look stunning on their wedding day. Yeah. And, and what did they do? What 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 lengths do they go to, Jamie? Tell me about it. Went to a shop and searched around and found the right one. And What? Bright husband? No, <laughs> the dress. Oh, the dress. <laughs> yeah. And Candy just sent me this now at 6.46am. Uh-oh. All right. Um, Jeff spoke on relationships at church. So you sent me this because of that relationship talking. For your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honour him, for he is your Lord. So that's that's mm. what we as the church are doing to Jesus. He's our Lord. So he delights in our beauty, and we're honouring him by dressing in what he provides. So this is what Jesus wants to do for his bride. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God. I want to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. And this is what he wants to provide. He wants to dress her in beauty. He wants to bestow on her a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. She will be called oaks of righteousness righteousness, and a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So this is how I'm to be dressed, Candy, as the bride. I don't really fancy myself as a bride. A bit weird being a bloke. 
I'm to be adorned with all the beauty Jesus provides. I'm, I'm to look beautiful like you. To take on his nature and become the new human that he died for me to be. I am to honour him with excellence. Jesus is wanting to transform the Jewish leaders, but they don't want a bar of him. They want to kill him. Jesus is telling a timeless story to a people living in the confines of time. A garment of praise, I like that bit. Mm, I do too. I'm going to put it on. Good. The religious leaders do not know what is going on. They don't know the big peaches picture. Peaches. <laughs> the peaches. Could we have some custard after this? I thought we were having popcorn. Ooh. Custard and popcorn. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> he is totally against what they are doing and continually rebukes them, but he loves them. He came to give his life to them, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I think this is about the kids I teach. <laughs> what I get from this story is, how, to, how do I dress each day? Do I put on the wedding gown that Jesus provides to display his splendor? Am I offering grace and the fruits of his spirit to others? And can I put on a garment of praise each day to replace a spirit of heaviness? So that was my challenge, Candy. Yep. This okay. week. How did you respond to that? I wrote, I will practice. Good. And the, and the lads are helping me with this. I'm enjoying listening to the lads. So, uh, yeah, that was that. So that's it for the week. And Kenny, we're going to finish because this is going to go way into my run. I know you're going to have to run further than normal. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, well, um, that was the devotions for the week. So um, thanks for joining in and it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.